W-I-N. All right, folks. Happy Halloween. It's Monday, October 31st. This is Drive Time Lincoln. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Mark Vale is stepping in, producing the show today for Johnny Cadillac. Uh, Johnny's still on his way back from Chicago. He had... uh, he got to travel the Midwest a little bit this week. Uh, it's 71, feels like 72. Wind is uh, 10 miles an hour out of the southwest. Um, folks, we've got an exciting day. We have uh, gubernatorial candidate Robert J. Borer in the studio all hour, so we'll get to that. Looking forward to that, uh, just because there's a lot of movement there. He's gained a lot of traction, and I'm curious to ask the candidate um, different questions because he's been in studio before as well as uh, if you want to ask questions on the text line, the Rick Stein Recognition text line, 402-479-1400, will be open. Of note, uh, programming-wise, tomorrow we will have our Twitter Tuesday. We are going to discuss exactly what did Elon Musk do over the last three, four, five months. What has he done in the last couple days? And what is the future of Twitter and how has it impacted all of us and mostly the major news uh, networks, if you will, uh, now that we have a free public space. Uh, Also, Justin Drahota running for North School Board will be in as well. Then we'll have a Whatever Wednesday. And honestly, folks, I haven't got that far ahead of my schedule as we get closer to the election. I am looking forward to election night coverage where we're going to have a long three, four-hour special uh, with the entire KLIN crew. Mark, are you going to be here for that? I will be. I'll be in the newsroom. That's right. You're going to cover down on the newsroom as stuff comes in. And then I've got a two-hour show. And then Jack and Caleb and their guests are coming in. We're doing crossover. You'll be there for one of those hours. One of them. And then uh, Tim Haruza will be in. Tim Haruza will be in. I'll have Bud Seinhorst on the conservative side. I'll have John Glenn Weaver ran for Congress on the conservative side. On the the other side. Yeah, another vet. And then I will have... On the Democratic side, I'll have the Lancaster County Democratic Party Chair, Hannah Robolinski, on. And we'll get some takes on the DTL side of the show early for the Election Day coverage. Yep. First uh, result should be out right right after 8. Those are going to be the early votes and the mail-ins. Oh, wow. Well, folks... Uh, by, Link- by the way, I did have a little bit of personal interaction with Elon Musk's transaction. I had three shares of Twitter, and it all went to cash this morning. <laughs> Interesting. The money, the money hit the account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. So I'm no longer a Twitter shareholder. <laughs> oh darn. No, <laughs> it was much better. Well, much better. But I, yeah, I guess you, you. I haven't followed the money trail. I'm not that interested in that piece. But, but you know, if you own some shares, I mean, you're free and clear. You can look at it that way. Right. And I mean, there were three shares. Three I, shares. I love it. I don't think I'm invested in Twitter, but I'm not smart enough to invest, so I just outsource that to quote-unquote a professional. <laughs> hey, real quick before we get to Robert J. Boer, Lincoln Police concluded their 56 and Randolph Street crash investigation. If you remember, this was the uh, terrible accident on October 6th that killed um, six people. Unfortunately, probably all too predictable. Um, there was alcohol involved. The driver had a BAC of point two one one. That's extremely high. Um, and the vehicle was going over 100 miles an hour. So on this Halloween and moving forward, I think, of course, you know, you pray for the victims and their families. They're not victims, but the deaths. Um, but it's a sad reminder 
to not drink and drive, as well as to obey the speed limits, folks. Um, there's a reason they're there, and like I've said before, I don't know what it is about Lincoln. I seriously just haven't dug into all the data, but I feel like we crash cars way too much here in this city, and you know that's something that we should all be in defensive driving posture. So, without that, without further ado, Robert J. Bohr, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Jax. Great to be here with you. Gubernatorial candidate now. Last time I talked to you in studio, you're Secretary of State candidate. That's right. Um, my first question is because I haven't completely been following all the traction you've been getting. I've talked to you a few times um, post Secretary of State uh, race at different events, but why governor? Why did ultimately you choose to say, you know what, I'm going to continue to run for governor after the Secretary of State race? Well, let me first say that it was never about a particular office. It was always about a cause. Okay. And that cause was government of, by, and for the people. Over and opposed, over and against, government of, by, and for special interests and lobbyists, et cetera, et cetera. So why, why governor? Uh, because um, people were not happy with the way the primary uh, shenanigans. On the conservative side, yep. you're saying? They're not happy with the game Ricketts played on pill on uh and pillin mm-hmm. on herbster okay so for that one reason if that hadn't occurred and herbster had made it through he had a lot of support across the state i wouldn't be here but so a lot of people are pissed about what ricketts and pillin did to herbster they're pissed about um the fact that pillin is the nominee the the alleged nominee okay you know how our elections run and well, uh, he is the nominee, though, for the right. He is. Party. He is. But I mean, you, if you were to try to prove that. You can't get any transparency or verifiability mm. out of the election process. Now, so. now, let me ask, though, don't you think that sentiment and I agree with you, I've said it on this show. I thought the conduct of the Republican Party during the primary and some of the games were a little too much. Don't you think that led to the NEGOP, you know, leadership being voted out you know kind of don't you think that was one of the catalysts uh, i think the uh, i think the primary reason why the any gop leadership was turned over by a bunch of patriots is because it goes boy back to 2020 a lot of pissed off people in the state about 2020 still now they're pissed off about uh, a primary and who made it through that primary and how that primary went down those are those are all the reasons why pe- there were so many patriots that decided government up by and for the people. If we want to take our country back the way uh, our president uh, back in 2017 said, this is not just a transfer from one administration to another. This is a transfer of power from Washington, D.C. back to you, the people. Well, who, who would have knew that it took re- participation by the people to have government up by and for the people, right? Well, if people aren't participating in the democratic process, uh, things can get sideways. And I think we've experienced some sideways uh, listing, as we'd say in the Navy, of the ship. Um, and somewhat drastically at times over the last five years, um, without a doubt. Now, let me go back. Okay, I've got conduct of kind of incumbent Republicans during the primary. You know, that obviously sparked you. Um, Secretary of State, at that point, it was election integrity. So I assume that election integrity is still very high on your priority list. Absolutely. Yeah, w- without election integrity, we don't have consent of the governed. We don't have government of, by, and for the people. Thomas Paine said the right of voting is the right that secures all of the rights. Take that right away, 
and you're reduced to slaves. Now, there's two ways to take that right away. Just yank the process out from under us, don't let us vote, or to corrupt the system so bad that we think we're voting when we're not. Are you satisfied with the changes we've made in election integrity over the last course of the legislature here in Nebraska? I don't think we've made any progress at all. Really? Really. Uh, Not any serious progress, no. What, what would you suggest would be progress? I would say, with regard to Lincoln and Lancaster County, when we were able to make Zuckerbucks kind of get to the forefront, they went down and finally got in the legislature, you know, that cleaned up so that counties basically had oversight at the state level so that that couldn't happen yeah, again. But, um, but I, I mean, that's that, one. Sure. Um, one there was my, a couple other bills, and I'm, I'm having a blank on what they were, but there were a couple others. My point is, is they did make some improvements. I mean, you're not going to know they're, if they're, they're quote-unquote mi- improvements. Yeah, they're pretty minor. I mean, getting rid of the... And then getting course, the Zuckerbucks out and getting all those extra drop boxes. And that's right. But we still got mass, unsupervised, no chain of custody, drop box voting, even if you just have one drop box. And, you know, and... So you're not satisfied. They didn't go too oh, far. Not that at would all. be, not in your opinion, they didn't go far enough. That's just one component of, of the cheat in, in our elections. You know, you've got the machines themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason they're not allowing us any transparency or verifiability. It's been proven over and over by Democrats and Republicans that the machines are cheating. Uh, voter ID, let me get, go to that quick. You've got to be in support of that. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Every, yeah. And that's we, common. I we mean, have, that should go through, my guess would be. Our state constitution says that there should be no hindrance or impediment to the right of a qualified voter to exercise the elective franchise. So we have to have some way of qualifying the mm-hmm. voter. Can't just have anybody walk. Sure. Yeah. Well, th- then that begs the question, if elected governor, what would be some of the suggestions, changes you would do in the, in the voter integrity realm? Uh, just act like in, as secretary. I would get rid of the machines, um, and then we we vote on paper like we're doing now. But see, let me back up. Did you know that our state law says that electronic voting systems are illegal in the state? I didn't know that. It does say that. But how? So how do we get around that? We get around it because we use paper ballots that's are scanned. So if they're but, scanned, that's not a voting machine. Is that the well workaround? It's just the fact that we use paper ballots, but that. The paper ballots are worth nothing if they don't let us look at, look at them after the fact and verify the election. So we really, I mean, it's a, it's a game. So uh, we get rid of the machines. We go to paper, voting on paper. We go to counting that paper manually under video and uh, doing all of that at the precinct level. Okay. It's very easy to do, and, very, and er, anyone that votes can verify, so verify the vote. You're, you're wanting to get it changed in legislature that we go back to precinct level paper ballots um that is what you're i don't think i don't think it takes legislation when our constitution calls for an elective franchise Mm -hmm. implicit in that language is everything required to have a true honest verifiable elective franchise our legislature is too busy writing silly laws that undermine our state constitution and yeah well, give me give me one that you're not happy with. It's a silly law, for instance. Well, just just all these just just about everything about Chapter Thirty Two, okay. you know, which is our Election Act, the elective franchise. Okay, you're, you're they're playing games with us with with these machines with this mail in unsupervised mail in and Dropbox voting. I mean, yeah, anybody can send in a card and request a ballot, and you. 
you can't verify those signatures. That's that's a, that's that's a total. Joke. So it's not secure enough, and it's not verifiable enough. Correct is is Correct. Is, is what you're saying. Uh, we're on with uh, Robert J. Bohr running for gubernatorial candidate. On the Republican side, you're running as a Republican, correct? Not an independent. I am. Ru- I am a Republican. Yes, but there's no party affiliation. Obviously, yes. Uh, my my name's not on the ballot, so correct. there's not an R or a D or an L or anything beside my name. Yeah, I don't want to confuse folks. Listen, Jim Pillen is the Republican primary winner and the Republican nominee. You are running. You are a Republican, but you are running as a write-in candidate. Right. And the reason I'm no running party affiliation. And the reason I'm running, I could have, I could have. Uh, Enlisted help in securing signatures mm-hmm. uh, through a petition drive to get my name on the ballot. I didn't want my name on the ballot because the machines count those votes. I want my vote, the votes for me to be counted manually. The machine cannot count a write-in vote, so it has to be kicked out and counted manually. Okay, so, so that's, that w- a, that's another thing you're doing. It's a part of this. This is why it's so interesting, and I, I want my listeners to be able to hear it, is by writing in, you're doing a forcing function. Right of voter integrity, basically, right? Because by voting it, by writing it, excuse me, they are going to have to hand count your ballots, and therefore you are going to be able to verify those hand counted ballots of how many votes you get, whether it's one or you know that's five hundred thousand. That's the plan, and the other, and and we've uh, come up with a plan to actually create our own audit uh, where people, if they will, write my last name in or full name. You can get, if they just write a last name in, it has to count. Okay. And fill in the oval and then take out a dollar bill with the serial number, you know, in the lower left-hand corner or your, or your driver's license. Snap a picture, send it to us now. Guess what? We could, that distinguishes that vote from every other vote and we can hold so our own So is that what you're audit. encouraging your supporters yes, it's all, to do? it's all there on my website, all the instructions to do all of that. Okay. Well. Uh, which is robertjbohr.com. Yes. Yeah, so, so since it's so unique and this is an unconventional candidacy, just give the listeners the process because it's it's unique. Or do, would you prefer they just go? No, I can rattle through it real quick. Yeah, please do. Um, so first of all, let me just say this because you you said something there that triggered something. This is this is a tall order under normal circumstance, a very tall order. Right in candidacy. Guess what? We're not living in normal times for a number of reasons. So uh, and we've got huge amount of support uh, because just there are because there are so many pissed off people. But here's the process. Uh, Vote on election day in person is the best way to vote. Uh, write my last name in or Robert Bohr, the full name, B-O-R-E-R. Fill in the oval. Pull out a dollar bill or your driver's license. Snap a picture. Send, a, send it to us. Um, if you receive a mail-in ballot before election day, do not vote with it unless you are an absolute shut-in or military or you know whatever. We... The best way to vote is in person on election days. So uh, if you get a mail-in ballot, just hold on to it. Show up on election day. If they tell you that you've already voted or, you know, uh, and you have to vote provisional, now we know that there's a problem somewhere in the process. Uh, and this has been going on. So uh, oftentimes you'll, you'll be told you, you already voted or, uh, you know, there's something pro- some problem with the situation. So uh, we advise people to uh Call the county sheriff. Say, uh, we've got a situation with identity theft here. I want to file a claim or file a report and uh, get it on record. Okay, so one of the things, again, we're on with Robert J. Bohr, gubernatorial candidate, uh, write-in candidate. He just explained the process. This is, like I said, an unconventional candidacy. 
Um, probably should have had him in earlier because there's so much to it. But whether you win or lose, one of the things I'm hearing you say, you know, from your run for Secretary of State, which election integrity was a big part of that, and then moving forward to the governor, is this is a forcing function mm-hmm. just by voting for you on election integrity because of the way the write-in candidacy works. Right. You're going to be able to verify it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to hand count it. And at the end, you're going to be able to say, hey, I want to see all my votes. Right. So if you accomplish nothing else, you are going to test the election integrity system of Nebraska. Am I wrong in that assessment? Nope, you're right. Okay, okay, yep. I got it. One of the things, too, when we come back, again, on the Rickstein recognition uh, text line, text in if you have questions for Robert J. Bohr. Um, happy to try to entertain as many as I can in the second segment. I want to talk because there's a huge contingent I hear grumblings from out west. And yep. obviously I'm stuck here in Lincoln, so I don't always get to interact with them. But I want to continue to understand the issues that you're hearing that people that are in your camp are fired up about and, and, and where you're getting all your support from. Basically, right? Because right. by ro- voting it, by writing in, excuse me, they are going to have to hand count your ballots. And right. therefore, you are going to be able to verify Right. Those hand counted ballots of right. how many votes you get, that's, whether it's one or, you know, that's 500,000. That's the plan. And the other and, and we've uh, come up with a plan to actually create our own audit uh, where people, if they will write my last name in or full name, but you can get if they just write a last name in, it has to count. OK. And fill in the oval and then take out a dollar bill with the serial number, you know, in the lower left hand corner or your or your driver's license. Snap a picture, send it to us now. Guess what? We get a that distinguishes that vote from every other vote, and we can hold our own So is that what you're audit. encouraging your supporters yes, all, to do? Yes, it's all there on my website, all the instructions to do all of that. Okay, well... Uh, which is robertjbohr.com. Yes, so, so since it's so unique, and this is an unconventional candidacy, just give the listeners the process, because it's it's unique, or would you prefer they just go No, I can rattle through it real quick. Yeah, please do. Um, so first of all, let me just say this, because you, you said something there that triggered something. This is This is a tall order. I, under normal circumstance, a very tall order, right in candidacy. Guess what? We're not living in normal times for a number of reasons. So, uh, and we've got huge amount of support uh, because just there are because there are so many pissed off people. But here's the process: uh, vote on election day in person is the best way to vote. Uh, write my last name in or Robert Bohr, the full name B O R E R. Fill in the oval. Pull out a dollar bill or your driver's license. Snap a picture. Send it. Send it to us. Um, if you receive a mail-in ballot before election day, do not vote with it unless you are an absolute shut-in or military or you know whatever. We the best way to vote is in person on election days. So uh, if you get a mail-in ballot, just hold on to it. Show up on election day. If they tell you that you've already voted or, you know, uh, and you have to vote provisional, now we know that there's a problem somewhere in the process. Uh, and this has been going on. So uh, oftentimes you'll be told you, you already voted or, you know, there's something some problem with the situation. So uh, we advise people to uh, call the county sheriff, say uh, we've got a situation with identity theft here i want to file a claim or file a report and uh get it on record okay so one of the things again we're on with robert j Bohr, gubernatorial candidate uh write-in candidate he just explained the process this is like i said an unconventional candidacy um probably should have had him in earlier because there's so much to it but 
whether you win or lose, one of the things I'm hearing you say, you know, from your run for secretary of state, which election integrity was a big part of that, and then moving forward to the governor, is this is a forcing function Mm -hmm. just by voting for you on election integrity because of the way the write-in candidacy works. Right. You're going to be able to verify it. Mm. You're going to be able to hand count it. And at the end, you're going to be able to say, hey, I want to see all my votes. Right. So if you accomplish nothing else, you are going to test the election integrity system of Nebraska. Am I wrong in that assessment? Nope, you're right. Okay, okay. I got it. One of the things, too, when we come back, again, on the Rickstein Recognition uh, text line, text in if you have questions for Robert J. Bohr. Um, Happy to try to entertain as many as I can in the second segment. I want to talk because there's a huge contingent. I hear grumblings from out west, and obviously I'm stuck here in Lincoln, so I don't always get to interact with them. But I want to continue to understand the issues that you're hearing that people that are in your camp are fired up about and, and, and where you're getting all your support from. 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, happy Halloween, Monday, October 31st. Still 70 degrees, feels like 71. Winds die down a little bit, six miles an hour out of the south with a tinge of southwest. That's what weather.com says. We have Robert J. Bohr, candidate, writing candidate for governor on the show. Uh, text line's open. If you have a question for him, let me know in the afternoon. Uh, your website is Robert robertjbohr.com. Yeah, R-O-B-E-R-T-J-B-O-R-E-R.com. Uh, see if you can give me, we got about one minute, 30 seconds of a laundry list, and then we'll come back in, in detail after of people and what you're hearing for issues that are firing them up and have turned them to support you, you know, to get them to support you. Well, the fact that I understand that the primary role of government is to secure our rights. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal, endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, not to take away our rights, but to secure our rights. Okay. Primary role of government. They know that you know that. Yep, they know that I know. And, and so when I tell that story, I, I, I rewind the clock back to March of 2020 when the communist New World Order mayor we have in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, shut everything down. Okay. And, and, and took and, away some in, freedoms? In, in, in opposition and complete betrayal of her oath. All right. Article 1, Section 1. I All right, it. should I be... We'll come back. Okay. Robert J. Bohr, KLIN, 1499.3. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 
All right, folks, happy Halloween. Uh, ghouls, goblins, tricks and treats and all that stuff. It is Drive Time Lincoln. I'm the commander, Jack Riggins. Mark Vale stepping in for Johnny Cadillac producing the show. We appreciate that, Mark. Uh, we've got Robert J. Borer, write-in candidate for governor on the show. Uh, text line's open if you've got a question for him. Rick Stein recognition. Text line 402-479-1400. Okay. We went through a lot kind of fast. Um, if you'll recall, uh, Robert J. Boer ran for Secretary of State, got quite a few votes, about 72,000 um, in a short campaign, um, and is running a very unconventional campaign for governor. Um, one of the things we talked about, obviously, was conduct in, of Republicans during the primary, the governor primary. Um, obviously, there was a lot of support for Charles Herbster, a lot of support for Jim Pillen, uh, election integrity, the thing that was a very driving force behind your secretary of state campaign. And I think is still a very top issue for a lot of Nebraskans. Um, But we also talked about primary role of government and uh, right towards the end of the break, you talked about the mayor here and taking away rights, masks, and, you know, maybe diving all into, you know, on a broader term kind of democratic agenda and COVID and, and putting this city under a little bit more stress than other counties, uh, across the state. And I know that you had said, you know, that is something that you feel the senior executive in the state needs to step in and do something about if you have a rogue mayor. Yep. So here's this, here's the story. Uh, article one, section one of our state constitution says that, uh, it, first of all, it enumerates our rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, the right to keep and bear arms for protection of life and property. And it says, and such rights shall not be denied or infringed by the state or any subdivision thereof. The responsibility of the governor, the, the, the supreme executive, uh, is invested with the power and responsibility to execute the laws of the state. The supreme law of the state is the Constitution. The primary role of government is to secure our rights, not to take them away, to secure them. So. Rewind the clock to March, spring of 2020, and uh, our uh, nanny state uh, little tyrant communist New World Order mayor in Lincoln, Nebraska, sets out to shut our small businesses down again, uh, tell everybody they have to wear a mask, they shut down our churches. That right there should tell you we are past 1776 if you want to run a comparison. Mm. Shut down our churches, shut down our small businesses. Uh, and if I'm governor and that happens, guess what? I'm going to enforce the supreme law of the land. Uh, uh, listen, you little two-bit tyrant down there in Lincoln, Nebraska. Sit down and shut up. You're infringing on the rights of my fellow Nebraskans. We are not going to have it. You either sit down and shut up, or I'm going to come down there. I'm going to stand with my fellow citizens. We're going to give you one more chance. We might stick a big fat middle finger in your eyeball or something to make you understand that we mean business. And if you still don't stop, we're going to run you out of town on a rail. I will have the support of Nebraskans when I do that. So stepping up um, to making sure that uh, the primary role of government is enforced and in ensuring rights, not taking them away. Yes. That's a big one out West. A lot of people um, you're getting some support out there. Um, same type issues out there that fired up about the role of government, um, the election integrity, as well as uh, kind of this swell of support you've gotten on on the conduct of Republicans that, again, I look at it and kind of go, well, a lot of people stood up and kind of 
uh, wrestled control of the party as probably the the big event that happened. But you think there's more? Uh, you know the 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 third district wasn't hit by the tyranny that we did we saw here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So I have to thank tell, God. I have to yes, I tell them <laughs> about it. But they but they had their taste of it. But election integrity is a huge issue out there. And um, beyond that, uh, you know, property taxes are a huge issue. I mean, they've got their huge issues. So uh, we talk about the primary role of government. We talk about election integrity. And then we talk about how I plan to govern. Mm -hmm. I cannot be an expert on everything. And I don't want to be an expert on everything. It would be impossible to be an expert on it. On everything. So here's how I govern. I allow our fellow, my fellow Nebraskans. This is going to be government of by and for the people. So I'm going to engage the people, mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue to keep them educated the way I've been doing for the last two two and a half years ever since uh, the pandemic was kicked in. This is how I was uh, recruited to run for secretary to begin with. I I never had any desire or right. ambition to run for office. I was recruited by people who read what what I wrote and believed in me and believed in my ability to think logically and to fight for them. I believe in doing exactly what Christ told us to do, love my neighbor as myself. What would you say? Because, again, everybody knows that's in the conservative circles that's watching this that you're, you're a Republican. What are the differences between then you and Jim Pillen? What, what do you see as the major differences? He's not talking about... The prom, the primary role of government. He's not talking about constitutional government. He's not talking about representative government. Uh, neither him. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming he's he takes the same position as uh, Ricketts, uh, since Ricketts personally selected him. Ricketts doesn't believe in states' rights or nullification or state sovereignty or any of that. You know, uh, we've got a federal. Now that's go- kind of harsh, though. Governor no. Ricketts has been a good conservative governor. Uh, that's a, that's up for debate. I engaged him on this issue okay. at a Christmas party like a year ago, last Christmas. I'm not sure when, it was, maybe two Christmases ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't believe in, in, uh, any kind of nullification or states pushing back against the federal government. The federal government is way out of control. Uh, I had a nice conversation with a local, uh, wealthy businessman. Um, I didn't ask him for money. He didn't give me any money. We just had a, he invited me over for cup of tea and and we had a wonderful constitutional conversation he said bob how much of the federal government do you think is actually constitutional and it was a rhetorical question for him so he answered himself he says i think it's probably about 18 percent." so here's what we do we collect our federal income tax we don't give the federal government direct access to our citizens we collect that federal income tax money within the state Mm -hmm. and then we say to the federal government hey you mr federal government over there uh only about 18 percent of what you're doing is actually constitutional so that's all we're going to give you uh, you know, to support the military and such, and, and the, the the rest of it. Would the, you do that as governor? Absolutely, I would. The other 82% would cut in half, give half back to the people, use the other half to restore our infrastructure. I'm all about pushing back on on the federal tyranny that we're fe- seeing in every, in every, you know, every turn we take in life. Well, I would say if you got all 50 states to do that, <laughs> you'd, get a, you'd get smaller government pretty quick. Yep, well, I'm all about defunding what is unconstitutional about our federal government and is one is unconstitutional about our state government. Now, as a passionate conservative, clearly you are uh, ever since I've gotten to know you or had you on the show, you're passionate about the issues. I'm passionate about issues. Um, One of the things that I'm surprised about is 
and I had mentioned this on the show, and you called in last week, and we said, hey, come on, and you you have, is though the role and this action may cause split votes or may cause consternation within the party. Sure. Right? We deal with it all the time. I don't, I don't disagree. <laughs> Almost every I mean, day. Yeah, I mean, I think the conservative party is very... Uh, divisive and uh you know throws a lot of stones at each, each other you know and I put myself right in the middle i i do it too get it i get it right mm-hmm. um but the fear of some other conservatives out there that this may give us a democratic governor who no conservative really wants well the so you this issue raises the question of who's splitting the vote is it me is it the voters is it ricketts in the because of the shenanigans he played with mm. the primary I mean, so you look at it kind of that way that you're kind of called to do this. And we've talked about that, but it's the actions that have kind of brought this upon conservatives in Nebraska. Yeah. Here's what splits the vote. Some of us are voting conscience and principle and values. And other others of us are voting out of fear. They're voting against blood and they're not voting for Pillen. That's where it that's where it falls. Mm. Well, I. And so I would say so, there there is a faction out there obviously that supports Jim Pillen. I mean, Jim sure, Pillen there is, is there the is primary a, there's a small contingent, and and well, we'll we're going to find out on November eighth, <laughs> right? So, but I can tell you this to a T, and this has been told to me. I'm not I'm not reading into this. The people overtly say this to me. I was concerned about splitting the vote until I sat here and listened to you. I I no longer care if I split the vote because I want my vote to count for somebody who stands for what I stand for and believes what I believe. You, I'm the only one out there talking to these people. Okay. Okay. And, you, I, and I'm speaking with passion and I'm enumerating, uh, articulating, you know, the declaration of independence, the yeah. constitution, our God given rights. So you think this has kind of become circumstance and obviously you're, you're, you're all in and you have supporters that are all in on this. Um, what do you think if you woke up on November 9th and, and Carol blood is, is the governor of Nebraska? Then I think a lot of people voted the wrong way. And it's not going to be the people who voted for me because I am, nobody will, they will never find anybody who will fight more for their God-given rights than I will. Do you think we'll have an election on November 8th? I think it's a good possibility we may, we may see a delay. Really? Yes, because uh, I mean, I just saw something earlier today. They're still trying to frame MAGA people, you know, Mm -hmm. Trump supporters as violent insurrectionists so they're still trying to i mean they're resurrecting this narrative that mm-hmm. Repub- certain conservative republicans are going to want to you know initiate violence around this election if they don't get their way or what, what so i know. can expect to see potentially nationwide people dressed up as conservative people by polling boxes and therefore it's unsafe so we call it all i'm off just telling just- you that's what i i mean as a secretary candidate i was i was taken in to a i was invited to a national coalition of election integrity candidates across the nation mm-hmm. this includes the like of jim marchant and out of nevada and uh, you know the people from um arizona Kerry lake and and such and Doug Mastriano, across the nation. And we get a little bit of extra intel from this group. There's some very connected people. And, mm-hmm. and they are, they've raised the question, uh, we, we may not see the election go off as planned. If that happens, I, I'm, I'm not saying it is. I'm, I'm, just ask, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. And if it does, it only works in our favor. But if it does, you want people to write in bore. <laughs> well, when, 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 when the election happens, whenever that is. Right. 
Yeah. Right. One Absolutely. Of the, one of the other things, I'm going to back you off of governor for a second. You're a Republican. You live in the Lincoln, Lancaster County area. Obviously, you're in competition with the sitting primary candidate winner and a Democratic candidate. I kind of three people, really two. But locally, who do you support? Uh, for down-ballot races? Yeah, down-ballot. Like, just as a citizen, you know. Um, I think Tracy Raffiore is a rock star. Uh, Pat Condon is the only choice for that race. Uh, I'm pretty disappointed in uh, Terry Wagner. When all of this went down in 2020, the summer of 2020, when uh, a communist mayor sent over a bunch of LPD officers to surround his business, chain his doors, lock those doors, and stand there and not make sure nobody got in, I walked over to these officers that I used to work the streets with as a fire captain, and I said, a gentleman, how do you reconcile this with your oath? Mm. And they had no, their answer, uh, that's above our pay grade. And then, so I, I think I, I, I made a heartfelt appeal to them. I think I got to them a little bit, because I don't recall that they did that to any other small business. But then, uh, Terry Wagner continued to allow his... Uh, deputies to serve citations to these businesses simply for keeping their business open and trying to earn a living. Now, he has said that he is not a constitutional sheriff. He has also said that if there was another mass mandate, he would enforce it. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually for the libertarian on, 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 on this race. In, in the sheriff's race. Who is that? I don't even know. Uh, Conan, uh, Conan out of, gotcha. out of, uh, Hickman. Gotcha. Uh, one of the questions, it's interesting, I had a similar question, it's not this, again, this is not for me, but I like to give my texters the questions that uh, are above board. He says, if we have the election and you get defeated, will you commit to never running for political office again? Uh, I will walk away and enjoy my life with my wife and family. Uh, I'm only doing this because a bunch of people recruited me, and because I... They made me, they really hit a weak spot when they finally came to me. And they, I mean, they literally asked and asked, and I said no for a long time. Mm -hmm. Then they said, then they begged, and then they said, would you at least pray? I prayed, and that's the only reason I got in. So it's not an absolute no, but, no. It, but it's a, but it's a, you will, you will walk away from this. My question would have been, um, if you're defeated and you have a lot of, God, I have to believe vast majority of your supporters are conservative. Will you support uh, the elected governor and, and officials moving forward in the sense of, uh, you know, the internal workings of the party? Well, it depends on to which degree they're going to serve us. Are they going to be self-serving or are they going to serve the people? I'll support them to the degree that they serve the people, but to the, to the extent that they are self-serving and, and, and executing government of, by, and for special interests and, and lobbyists, I will rail on them. But, um, so no, think I, think, I, think this, I don't think we can sustain another... Uh, status quo election, another stolen election, another, uh, you know, a swamp election, you know. You you had mentioned a little bit of disappointment with new leadership in the NEGOP. Um, even though, as I have framed it, I think that the actions in the primary really kind of led to the fervor that helped say, hey, we want more grassroots people in charge of the party um and and that's occurred and i everybody knows you know i was part of volunteering for a few weeks down there um since i couldn't tell you what's going on down there other than you know being a conservative voter here in lancaster county um how have you and and, and folks you've been around um seen that transition 
Capture that one more time for me. How have you, as well as folks that support you, seen that transition occur and, and, and how it's occurred? Oh, happy as with far it, as the new, as far as it? the new leadership, no, yeah. I, I think I think the, the new leadership misread it. Um, it. It was a bunch of it was about a bunch of patriots who showed up at their county conventions because they were pissed about 2020, and then they were elected to go to the state convention, and they thought new leadership was going to take us in another direction, but we ended up in the same direction, going the same direction that the old leadership would have took us in. So, um, so you don't see a lot of change there. No, no, and you you feel. You feel that the impetus behind it and your supporters that you're hearing from, it was more about the election in 2020 and election fraud, so to speak, that was the driving yeah, force behind that. The election and, of 2020 and the fact that our elections are still continue to be stolen and you and don't, no, nothing has changed. And I do know because I think I had either Eric Underwood or Todd Watson on here. They had added into the Constitution of the Republican Party election integrity. Um, and so is it more of a thing? It's a pretty weak. We want it now instead of, you know, their commitment to work it through the process, you know, next year and the year after. You know what I mean? Uh, Because they've committed to working it. If we engage, if we continue to engage in this slow walk of solving this problem, it's going to take another two years. We're Mm going to lose our country. Fair. Robert J. Bohr. Storm Alert Team. I'm meteorologist Jessica Blum. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're finishing up with Robert J. Bohr, write-in candidate for governor. Uh, one of the things I wanted to say is uh, news just broke, believe it or not. Uh, David De Pape, thanks Mark Vale, the man who allegedly attacked uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, News just broke. He is in the United States illegally on an overstayed visa. So there you go. I mean, story just keeps getting stranger and weirder as we go along on the lead up to this election. Uh, Robert J. Bohr, you were talking about, you know, how you would govern. Yes. So I enlist the uh, help of my fellow Nebraskans. After all, this is government of by and for the people to identify the top. Let's say start with 10 top issues that concern them that are near and dear to their, heart, to their hearts. We know property tax is high on the list. Uh, so what we then do is bring in experts who think differently on this subject. We conduct a public debate. Uh, what we do in the process of, of conducting this public debate is educate our citizens, and uh, we allow this debate to bring the best ideas to the center and let the cream rise to the top. Now we've got the answer, and now we implement a plan. Oh, you're good. Um, on some of the big issues, the top three that you want to see adjusted change if you become governor. Election integrity. Okay. Stop federal overreach. Shut that down. Defund that. Uh, hit the property tax issue. Gotcha. That's three. Yeah. That's three on Halloween, my friend. But I'm going to let them decide what, what, what matters most I to gotcha. them. But the top overreach, federal overreach and... I'm not, I'm not. Quite. You're good. Okay. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Federal overreach, taxes, and election integrity, and letting the people decide. Robert J. Bohr at robertjbohr.com, writing candidate for governor. Thanks for being thank, on. Thank you, Jack. You bet. All right. Happy Halloween to everybody. Be safe out there. No drinking and driving. Have a good night.